Matthew, Maya, Jeremy, band, choir, Julie, thank you for leading us into worship this morning. I'm going to read for us the story of that first Easter as John records it in chapter 20 of his gospel. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. By the way, that's just typical Peter. No idea what a yellow light means. He's just going to charge ahead. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, please tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, don't hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. So Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. There are few things that can generate as many responses from us as to hear someone call our name. Sometimes with great joy, eh, sometimes not so much excitement. My name is James Alfred Conrad Jr. My next youngest brother's name is Sherman Allen Conrad We could be, John Dean Conrad came along 10 years later, but Sherman and I could be outside playing and and mom could call us, boys, come on in. 
No response. After a couple more minutes, it would be, Jimbo Sherman, it's time to come in. Uh, We figured that gave us another five, maybe ten minutes. But if we ever heard her voice cry out, James Alfred Conrad Jr., Sherman Allen Conrad, the verdict was in. The sentence was to be delivered and any appeal had already been rejected. Now on the other hand, Priscilla and I are loving hearing our grandkids begin to call us Bo and Scylla. But there's always the terror of the unprepared student hearing his name called by the teacher. Or the anxiety that comes when the surgeon steps into the waiting room and says, Mrs. Brown, can we talk? Hearing your name called brings about all sorts of responses. Mary is despondent, grief-stricken, confused. She goes to the grave to perform her last act of devotion for Jesus. The body isn't there. There are two angels there, which only adds to her confusion. She wonders, maybe they've moved the body. And she sees this man standing there and assumes he must be the gardener, that maybe he would have some knowledge of what had happened to the body of Jesus. Mary, she knew all the rumors and gossip that followed her around. She was aware of how others misunderstood her devotion to Jesus. But now he was dead. He had been crucified, and her hopes and dreams of the future had been crushed. Her pain and her grief were unbearable. If you know where they've taken my Lord, just tell me. Just tell me. What's she to do now? Where is she to go? And she hears the gardener say, Mary. And at that moment, she realizes this isn't the gardener. This was Jesus. Jesus who was dead, now very much alive, and he knew her name. And when she heard him call her name, she worships him, teacher. teacher. Just by hearing her name, she found a new life. All the uncertainty was replaced by a mission and a message. Folks, Easter side note here that we would probably do well to remember. It was the women who were there to take care of Jesus and women who were first commissioned to tell the good news. To hear your name. Martha would hear Jesus call her name as she goes to complain about what her sister isn't doing. I hear some siblings out there. Martha, 
Martha, Martha. She hears her name from the lips of Jesus. And she knows that it's going to be okay to rest from her anxieties about meeting the needs and expectations of others. Instead, she would be given a new life. That her worry would be replaced. That He would give her a recipe for rest. Martha, you see, was bound by the tyranny of expectations. Unrealistic expectations of herself. You see, when we are unrealistic about our expectations of ourselves, it will rob us from the joy of doing what we're good at. It robs us from the joy of doing what we're gifted to do. Because it's never good enough for me. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. And of course, when we are unrealistic about our expectations of others, it's only about ourselves, it's only natural that we're going to be unrealistic about our expectations of others. Martha has the classic, I'm in here doing everything to get ready for this meal. And what's Mary doing? When we we get caught up with what others are doing, when we're unrealistic in our expectations of others, it plants a seed of envy and bitterness. And we can't celebrate what they are doing. How do you know what to do? It seems like lately, everywhere I turn around, I'm I'm running into some really brilliant quotes from the late Maya Angelou. And I read one this week that she said, Do all the good you know to do. And when you know more, do more. That's a good word for life, folks. Do all the good you know to do, and and when you know more, then do more. But be realistic about yourself. Be realistic about others. There was a guy who heard that was coming to town. And he wanted to hear him and he wanted to see him. But you see, the problem was that he was vertically challenged. Zacchaeus knew that there would be a crowd and that the crowd would be between him and Jesus. Now, Zacchaeus also knew that that crowd wasn't just a big crowd, but it was filled with religious people. And Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And Zacchaeus knew that they didn't like him. And Zacchaeus knew that he would probably be taking his life in his hands to try to squirm between those people to get up close enough to see and hear Jesus. Zacchaeus climbs the tree. And then you find Zacchaeus out on the limb. And he can hear the roar of the crowd as Jesus gets closer and closer. And then it gets real quiet. And Zacchaeus looks around. He can't figure out. Why is it so quiet all of a sudden? And then he looks down at Jesus. And what does he see? As he's looking down at Jesus, Jesus is looking up at him. And all the other eyes are looking up at him. 
The last thing Zacchaeus wanted to have happen that day was to become the center of attention. The last thing that Zacchaeus wanted that day was to hear his name called. I am quite certain that he expected Jesus to unload on him. What a sinner. What a cheat. What a shame he brought. Ed, in the still quietness of that moment, he hears Zacchaeus. There's no shame, there's no judgment, there's no anger. Zacchaeus. He knows my name. Come on down. Come on down from that tree. I want to go to your house. Nobody went to Zacchaeus' house. Nobody was going to share a meal with him. But here's Jesus inviting himself over for lunch. Zacchaeus, you see, spent his entire life being defined by his limitations and being despised by the decisions that he made in his occupation. But that day, that day, Zacchaeus heard Jesus call his name. A new life. Rejection replaced by welcome. Guilt replaced by freedom and forgiveness. And it changed Zacchaeus' life. He found a new way of looking at himself and a new way of looking at others. And he turns his life around. Instead of looking after himself, he turns to doing right for others. There was a guy, a good friend of Jesus, who took ill and died. Jesus wasn't around, but word got to him that his friend was dying. And instead of dropping everything and running straight to his friend and his friend's sisters, his time took care of some business. And when he finally gets there, there was mourning and weeping and wailing because his friend was dead. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And through the grave cloths, Lazarus hears his name and is brought back to life. Freed from the grasp of death and decay. Now, in my mind's eye, I, I guess to be honest with you, I've, I've always envisioned that of him coming out something, you know, like Frankenstein. With, with some, you know, cloth coming around behind him and maybe hanging off. His, you know, stiff, 
But the more I've thought about it, I, I've got a better idea. I think Zacchaeus, uh, Lazarus, came out of that tomb, that tomb dancing, celebrating. Jesus said, set him free. Lazarus would be freed from death and brought back to life would be freed from whatever it was that would try to keep him dead. That he could go out into a new life. And when we hear the name of Lazarus, we are reminded that death does not have the last word. For the resurrection of Lazarus points us to today. And the resurrection of Jesus Lazarus, come out. There's no need for fear of death. For Jesus gives us victory over, over death and sin and the grave. Mary. Mary. Mary heard her name. And Mary found hope. Martha. Martha, Martha. Martha heard Jesus call her name and found rest and freedom. Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree. And Zacchaeus found forgiveness and a new family and a new life. Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus knew that death was not the end. He had a life to live. Folks, this this Easter morning. I, I just want to remind you that Jesus, Jesus knew Mary's name. And Jesus knew Martha's name. And Jesus knew Zacchaeus' name. And Jesus knew Lazarus' name. And the risen Lord knows your name. Let us pray. Gracious God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know our name. What an incredible, awesome gift. As you know our name and call us, help us this Easter day to hear your voice, to receive your gifts of hope and peace 
and forgiveness and life. Help us to live as Easter people in the power of our resurrected Lord in whose name we pray. Amen.